0: I was in Puerto Rico. It's wonderful if you're going to get lost, but if you're going to get lost anywhere, it's wonderful to get lost in Puerto Rico. (laughs) The problem was, is that it was getting very dark out and I somehow had made a turn into a what seemed like the not so touristy part of Puerto Rico. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever been to the not so touristy part of Puerto Rico. I grew up in Brooklyn. I pride myself with not being afraid of going down any neighborhood yeah. in any East New York. What? <laughs> Yo, I'm a Puerto Rico from Brooklyn. I ain't nobody. I ain't scared of nobody. I was in Puerto Rico like, oh, dear. <laughs> This is a little bit too much. Well, what made that moment so scary and what made that moment so terrifying and, and horrible is that I had a device. Now, this device, I need you to know, can do just about anything I want. It can get me a pizza at 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. This device can have a car delivered to my front door within a week. This device can communicate terrible pains and wonderful joys. This device can help me to work out and find out what my heart rate is and find out if I'm healthy or unhealthy. This device can get me right now face to face with the doctor telling him my symptoms that he might be able to help my health. This device can help me live longer. This this device can help me communicate. This device can... This device has saved my marriage and communication and saying, oh, I'm going to be home late, and don't wait up, and all that stuff. This device was awesome. But this device, in that moment, while being lost in Puerto Rico, had this dreaded thing on the screen. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in the not-so-touristy part of Puerto Rico when, the, when it's getting dark and this comes up, but you start to, what? In that moment, you know what happens? You become a prayer warrior. You become a warrior of calling out to God in ways that you had no idea that your stomach, oh, Lord, put power in this thing. Get me on the right road. Roll up your sleeves. Lord, don't send no angels. This ain't time for boys. You need to come yourself. Now, here's the thing. All of us will, at times in our lives, find in our own marriages, in our relationships, in moments Where we think are the most critical, we'll find no power, we'll find no energy, we'll be worn out. We've been talking for these last few weeks about walking in the confidence and walking in the privileges and walking in the benefits that the gospel gives us. And we've talked about donning truth around our waist, that we're going to walk in truth and that righteousness will protect our hearts, that we are people who are going to walk in righteousness, that we will have peace be the, the, the thing that guides and leads us into our, in our lives, that we will be people who are protected by faith and people whose minds are are, are, uh, are focusing on the salvation that has been given us and that we would be able to defend ourselves with the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. We have everything that we need. But then we grow tired. The red light battery comes on in our soul and, and truth, what's truth? Truth. I just, I just know what I feel. And righteousness, well, at least I'm better than that person. But I can, I can compromise a little bit. And peace, I, listen, I want to be at peace with some people, but some people, you just, got, you just can't live at peace with them. We're at war. And faith, God, where are you? And salvation, I don't know. I don't know. I prayed a prayer, but I don't know if I'm saved. And, and what, was that? what was that thing? What was that thing? What was that thing that the Bible said? What was that thing? The sword. What was that thing? See, all of us will come to a moment in our lives where our hearts will read like the phone image with the red, with the red light coming on. Some of you are going through that ahora, right now. You're experiencing that. I want you to see, Liz, if you could put the image back up of the, some of you are running on empty. You go, I want to pick up the sword. I want to pick up the shield. I want to have the breastplate on. I, I want to run in peace. I want that, but I'm worn What do you do? Today, we are going to be talking about the last aspect of this spiritual warfare that's culminating that since we've been, uh, not culminating, but that's been, that we've been talking about in all these pieces. In the end, there's this text that I need you, because all of us, listen to me, in your marriage, there's going to come a time when you experience this. In your singleness, you're gonna find Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright, and they're not gonna be Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright. They're just you're impatient at this point. You don't want to grow old by yourself, and so you'll just be you'll be happy to settle with Mr. Wright now. Because you're—it's not because you 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 don't love Jesus. It's not because it's because your battery's low. you want to go and you go, you know what? My lifestyle was always like this. I was bent this way. I was born this way. And everybody has told you that it's okay. And society says it's okay. But something deep down inside you, I think it's the spirit of God says it's not okay. But you want to go back because those urges are coming up again. You're like this. You're worn out. You want to serve. You want to love. You want to help. You you look at Pedro with his, twenty. I I don't know what that's. You know they're gonna be. You know they're going to, they're gonna start cooking at like midnight. They're gonna start cooking. Not. I mean probably at like eight o'clock at night in order to have all those turkeys ready. And you go. I want to. But but you don't understand. My 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 heart is like this. It's a battery that's about to die. God knows that all of us are going to experience this. God knows that right now the reason that you went to that thing last night and the th- reason that what you're going to go to that thing this afternoon is because you're exhausted. You got no power. You got no power. So God knows that if we're going to put on this armor, we're going to need power. And so he gives us the power that we need, or he tells us about the power that we need. And it's part of the standing firm. Remember in verse 14? In verse 14 of Ephesians, it says this, stand firm then. Stand firm then. And then it goes on to tell us about all these wonderful things that we're to put on. He goes, stand firm then, and then jump down to verse 18, which is where we'll be speaking of today. What's the solution to get more power? How do we put, how do we put gas in the tank? How do we get energy? How do we get power to endure the pain in our marriages, the loneliness in our, uh, our singleness, the, the, the bodies that decay? How do we make it through this life when disappointment after disappointment and heartache after heartache show up? so readily to tear us down. How do we make it? The secret is found right here in this text, and you don't want to miss it. Listen to me. Listen to me. You don't want to miss it. Some people have had a divorce because they were just tired. Some people some people have taken their lives because, because of this. The red battery in their heart just said, I just can't take it anymore. Listen, we got it. I need you to pay attention because this is important. Your life may depend on it. Verse 18, part of our tradition is to stand at the reading of God's word. So we ask everyone to stand because we recognize in our church that we have an authority that is above our opinions, thoughts, or emotions. And it's God's word. If you can't stand, by the way, it's fine. Um, we just, we want our hearts to be um, respectfully pursuing God. Verse 18. Why don't we read this together? It's only three verses, 18, 19, and 20. Okay? So let's read it together on account of three. Excuse me. One, two, three. And pray in the spirit. Stop. Guys. This is the key to enduring some of the greatest sufferings of your life. This is the key to be able to survive some of the greatest tragedies. Guys, listen to me. Stand firm there. How? And pray in the spirit. Now, we're going to read it again on the count of three. We're going to start it again, but we'll keep on going, okay? That's, by the way, the big idea of today. And pray in the spirit. Let's say that together and pray in the this, this Spirit. When we're exhausted, what are we going to do? And pray in the spirit. When life is going fantastic, what are we going to do? And pray in the spirit. When the marriage is going well, what are we going to do? And pray in the spirit. When we're tempted, what are we going to do? And pray in the spirit. When we're depressed, what are we going to do? And pray in the spirit. And when we're elated, what are we going to do? And pray in the spirit. And we've got tons of money, what are we going to do? And pray in the spirit. And we've got no money to speak of. What are we going to do? And pray in the Spirit. One, two, three. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might declare it fearlessly as I should. Amen. Thus ends the reading of God's word. Put, Please have a seat and pray in the spirit that is that we are sensitive to our hero, our God, our champ, the one who has guided us through every moment of life, even through the painful stuff. We are to pray in the spirit, not to pray selfishly, not to pray self-centeredly, not to pray in a way that only benefits us but ignores the whole world around us. We're to pray. Listen, if you're mad at what happened at the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, you need to pray for the other side. If you're glad at what happened at the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. You need to pray for the other side. Why? Because we are to pray in the spirit. We're pray in the spirit. We're to go, God, listen, this is one of those things I can't do. All of the things that we've been talking about in this series are things we can't do on our own. We don't want to live in truth. We live in lies. We lie to ourselves more than anybody else. We don't want to live in righteousness. We want to live in in social social acceptability. Righteous, nah, that's a little bit far. I'd rather just live being socially acceptable. But what's socially acceptable might not be righteous. Peace. Peace, listen, I don't mind having peace if nobody's bothering me. faith, living out of our salvation, walking in the word, in the power of the word. Don't you see? You can't do it. We can't. The privileges that we have been given, the benefits that we have been given, you need a better power source than the ones that we presently own. So many of us think that being a, good per- being a Christian means just being a good person. I'm a good person. I'm not as bad as those are. And just miss the point. The point of the gospel is that you're not a good person, that your battery is dead, and that you need a new one. You need a new heart. And so God says, pray in the Spirit. When? When should we pray in the Spirit? On all occasions. You're not sure? All occasions. Every time you can think of it. All the time, whenever it comes to mind. Like, all the time. We're going to pray on every occasion when things are good and when they're not so good. When the health is good and when it's not so good. When we got the girl and when, we, and when the girl walked away with our best friend. We are going to pray in all occasions. Why? Prayer is an, into, it, it, prayer is an invitation to an to intimacy with God. It is, a, it is an invitation to a sacred romance. An opportunity for deep, intimist, intimate things to happen. Prayer is an opportunity for things to happen, but listen to me, beloved, listen. It's an invitation from your God to be with him in ways that you just can't share with everyone all the time. Just think about what intimacy in marriage looks like. When you're intimate in marriage, the door's not open. The kids aren't around. The ki- you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a private thing. It's, 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 it's this beautiful thing that no one gets to see. That's why there's, you know one of the biggest Um, vilest things you can do to someone is betray that kind of intimate trust. There's such a thing, an evil it's an evil cultural thing that's coming up that uh, people, uh, what happens is that people are intimate with one another and then they break up and the person who hates the other person is so angry there's like an actual thing, you know what they call it? They call it revenge porn Have you ever heard this term? Revenge porn? Okay, let me explain to you. So what happens is, is that you're with the person that you love and that you, you're expressing yourself to in an intimate and vulnerable, as, as one would, in an intimate setting like that. And then you break up for whatever reason. Maybe it's your fault. Maybe it's their fault. doesn't matter. And they go, no, 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 come back to me. Come back. No, you don't want to come back? I'm going to upload the images that I took on the phone and get you back so that you could be, and you know what that causes? That causes incredible shame. Could you imagine how, how horrible that would be for someone to upload that? It's painful. Listen to me. It's awful. God is not asking us into a unsafe, intimate moment where if we don't, then he'll get revenge on us. God is asking us more into a marital union of intimacy, where commitment is tethered to the intimacy, where the, the ecstasy is tethered to a bond. God goes, I want you to pray in the spirit. On all occasions. And all kinds of prayers and requests. All kinds. You know how many different types of prayers there are? It's just, you can, most of us settle on help me and thank you. Those are the two types of prayers that we settle on. Help me, God. Help my mother get out of this uh, bed. Help my heart not to break. Help me to be able to endure this difficult time. Help me. Thank you, God, for being there with me. Thank you for helping me. Thanks for helping my mom get out of the bed. It's the only prayers that we know. It's most of us. We go, help me. Thank you. But there's so much more to that. There's so much more. And, and, and don't, please keep on praying. Help me and thank you. I pray it all the time. I need it more now than ever. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if that's the only thing, you know, it's like, it's like in a marriage. If the only thing you thought a marriage was was to go to work and to live together and just make sure that you both pay the bills. You go, okay, well, I guess there's an aspect of that in marriage where you're sharing you know, the responsibilities and you're sharing the raising of the children and the bills and all that other stuff. But if, you, if that's all you thought, then you've missed out on some of the true tenderness, the true joy, the true bliss that comes from an intimate union. He says, pray all kinds of prayers. You know, you know a prayer I've been praying lately? God, I want to see your dream. What's your dream for my life? I want to live out your dream for my life. I, I, I'm tired of trying to do my own dream. What's your dream for my life? Another prayer is a prayer of confession. We, we enter into it here Every week when we have our community, an opportunity for us to confess. It's, an, it's a prayer of confession. God, I'm a mess. I've messed up. I've gone in the wrong way. I've pursued the wrong things, and I've done it willingly. God, i got no excuses. Here I am. It's prayers of confession. There's the prayers of silence that we experience here. You know, the prayers where we just, like, stop talking. just let the Spirit of God speak into our souls. There's prayers of thanksgiving and there's prayers of confession and there's prayers of just adoration. I've never, I've never met a woman who, um, whose husband says, I can't believe how beautiful your hair is. Or I can't believe how lovely you look. Or oh my gosh, those words are amazing. You really fed my soul. I've never met a a woman, uh, a married woman who said, you know what? You just need to stop that. (laughs) I've had just about enough of you telling me how wonderful I am. And and, and men are that way too, right? In a honeymoon, here's one thing you'll never, no, it's too fresh. But um, (laughs) the point that I am trying to make is that words Telling someone when you adore someone, telling them that you adore them, it's just intimate and it comes from you, from your belly. It just comes right there. You are beautiful. You smell nice. You look nice. You are a delight to me. You make me glad. You you do that in friendships even. Yo, I just loved hanging out with you the other day. Like it's just it's. That's, that's a prayer of, I mean, not in that context, but it's like, likened to when we go to the Lord and say, Lord, you are beautiful all by yourself. If you take all your gifts and you throw them all the way, which I don't want you to do, but if you did that, you would still be all that I ever desired and wanted and longed for my whole life. It's, it's in you. It's in you. It's in you. You are beautiful all by yourself. You are satisfying all by yourself. You quench my thirst. You fulfill my longings. You satisfy my desires. You are all that I need. It's prayers of adoration, all kinds of prayers. Now, with this in mind, be alert. With this in mind, stop playing games. With this in mind, stop acting like the church is some sort of uh, like the church is some sort of social club. Be alert; we're in a war. God didn't promise us a jumpsuit; He promised us armor, and armor because we are in battle. With this in mind, be alert, and here it is, and always keep on praying for all. The Lord's people. You know why you gotta be alert? Because it's not just about you. It's not just about you. It's about the person sitting to your right and the person sitting to your left. You know them, you don't like them, it doesn't matter. You, your joy in Jesus depends, it depends in large part of how we interact with one another. And so I need to pray for you. And you need to pray for me. And we need to pray for the people in this congregation that we just love seeing every time we gather together. And we need to pray for those that we we are sitting on the other side of the room in order to avoid. We need to pray for each other because there's too much at stake. And pray in the Spirit. What does it mean to pray in the Spirit? It means to pray on all occasions. It means to do all sorts of prayers and requests. It means to be alert. It means to always keep on praying for the Lord's people. And then finally, Paul, who wrote this letter, has this beautiful moment. He goes, oh, by the way, pray for me. For whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I'm an ambassador in chains. Isn't that terrible? It's like an oxymoron. What do you mean? You know what an ambassador is? An ambassador is a person who goes to a foreign land who has um, utter freedom to walk and say whatever they want. That's why if you have like uh, plates, if you're like a dignitary or something like that, you're like an ambassador from another country, you you can't even get a ticket. You can't, you can't get a, a, what do you call those, um, a, a, a parking ticket on your car. It means nothing. You, are Im, you, you have immunity because your laws are higher or you report to a higher standard, your country. And beloved Christian, you, you are an ambassador. But check this out. Paul says, I'm an ambassador in Chains. I have been given freedoms by the king of the universe and yet here I am treated as a common criminal. So pray for me. You are, uh, there are going to be moments where we see each other in heaven and we're going to gasp at how radiantly beautiful we are. And we're going to say things like, I saw glimpses of you. I saw glimpses of you in earth. Glimpses, but now I see you clearly. In a sense, we we all struggle with being ambassadors in chains. Paul is literally saying he's an ambassador in chains. He's one who's free, but who's in bondage from the attacks of the earth or the world around him. And he says, Pray that I might declare it as fearlessly as I should. So if you don't know what to pray, pray that. We might declare it. Pray that you would not be quiet. Pray that others would not be quiet. Pray that we would share the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the liberating gospel that gives us all these benefits, that gives us all these powers, that gives us the battery that we need in order to use this. But I gotta go back. If we're gonna pray like that, we can't be strangers to this book, beloved. And prayer helps us understand His holy word. It does. The reason that we can pray all these different prayers is because this scripture leads us in how to pray. I'm, I'm reminded, and I'll, I'll just, we'll, we'll go into communion um, as the musicians come up. Um, Whenever you read the Bible, we need help. You know know why some of you don't read the Bible? Because it's the battery thing that we showed up. You're just exhausted. You don't know what to start. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to read it. You don't know where to go. You don't know how to read the scriptures. And so the spirit of God illuminates the word of God so that the people of God can live for the glory of God. We're to live we're to pray in the spirit so that we might get deeper into God's word for the glory of God and the joy of the peoples and the nations. Um, there's this book. I, I, has anybody here bought this book? This is a, a, I love this book. Journey to the Bottomless Pit. It's uh, the story of Stephen Bishop. Stephen Bishop was a 17-year-old slave. He was a 17-year-old slave that... Uh, That, uh, oh, man, I don't remember the rest of the story. You know what's good news? The author of this book is here right now. I'm not kidding. Betsy, would you stand, please? No? Would you stand? (laughs) Betsy wrote this book. Now watch this. Now watch this. Come here. Come here, Betsy. Look, watch this. If I said, if I said, Betsy, Betsy. Would you tell me what your book is about? Do you think, listen to me, listen to me. Do you think, do you think that she would hate that? No. No. Do you think that she would, she would get mad at me and say, what, what, you, you can read it, get it on your own. Do you think she would do that? No. What would she do? She would tell me all about the book. She would tell me intricacies that I've missed. She would explain lines that I didn't understand. She would let me know that what I'm reading and, and, and where that applies and how it has relevance for our lives today. You know why? Because she's the author. And in this particular case, she loves the reader. Do you think the scriptures are any different? You think that if you told the Lord, come here, come here, would you just tell me? Would you just tell me? Would you explain it to me? Would you help me see what I don't see? And then would you help me to pray for everyone in my congregation would you do you think she, you think he would do that yes thank you betsy <laughs> he would do that he would do that for you he would do that for you but would you just pray in the spirit would you go god Give me a spirit of prayer. Give me a give me un espíritu de oración. The spirit that just comes out and just goes, God, I just want to pray to you. I just want to talk to you. I just want to be with you. I just want to know you. Not, I, listen, I'm not coming with like with like a bait and switch that I'm telling you this so that you could give me a car or that you could help out my career or that you can make me more successful. No, I'm coming to you because I just want you. I just want you. Pray in the Spirit. When that person looks at you funny in the train, pray in the Spirit. When you're on time for work, pray in the Spirit. When you're late, pray in the Spirit. When you're feeling good, pray in the Spirit. Tomorrow, you're going to have a thousand opportunities to not pray in the Spirit. I want you to take every one of them to pray in the spirit. In fact, if you find yourself not praying in the spirit, I want you to pray that the Lord will make you to pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. We need each other. We can't do it without each other. Not only do I want you to pray in the spirit, I want you to pray at all times. I want you to pray for every person you see here. This is a prayer particular to the people of God. So, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Could you imagine? Tomorrow, when you're at work, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do when your spouse undoubtedly disappoints you this week? What are you going to do? What are you going to do when your loneliness kicks up? What are you going to do when the stuff that you've been clicking on now has stuff that just pops up in your screen and he's like, you don't want to go there. What are you going to do what are you going to do when you're tempted to spend more money just to make yourself feel better, but you just you know it's not responsible. What are you going to do? Pray, pray in the spirit. Just pray in the spirit. You know what you know what happened? Could you imagine this? Could you imagine you walking down the street and you just pray and, and, and you can sense that battery filling up and you can sense more joy. So what do you do? You pray more, and then someone comes up to you and says, "I don't know what it is about you." It's like you could just go, Jesus. It's just Jesus. Jesus has given me his word. Jesus has given me his prayer. Jesus has given me his spirit. Jesus has given me the strength that I have. Jesus has given me everything. You know that the reason that you and I can pray in the spirit? Because Jesus, listen to me. On the cross, Jesus prayed, why have you forsaken me? Jesus prayed, why have you forsaken me? So that... You and I could never be forsaken so that God's spirit could always be with us, ever reminding us, always loving us, always guiding us. Pray in the spirit. So let's do that.